Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. I was on the Rocker B, and it was a it was a beautiful morning. And I'm not gonna make a long story out of this or anything, but but I I, I gotta set it up. The, the wagon boss, we all leave the, the trucks and trailers and we start spreading out across this fence line and the wagon boss drops off Ronnie first and then we're going along. Ronnie's going to be on the outside and, and then he drops off my, my dad. He says, Paul, why don't you drop off here? So dad dropped off there. And so as we're going, uh, Jesse tells me, he says, hey, Kevin, he said, I'm going to drop you off next. But while we're riding over here, he said, what you're going to do is you're going to come right up on a windmill. And that's where we're going to end up. But you have a hard spot because you got to be flanking your dad. And we're going to be going around this pasture like this and then coming back down. It was just kind of a weird pasture and everything. So he said, you're going to see the windmill where you're going to end up, and then you're going to go past it, and you're going to work this big draw and just kind of be watching for your dad, and then you all come back around. And I said, you betcha. And so he dropped he dropped me off and everything, so I was sitting there. And I've been in this pasture, you know, driving through it, but man, there's a big old difference between driving through a pasture and, and working one on horseback. So anyway, you know, they, they got all lined up, and there at the end you heard, woo! That was a signal to go, and so everybody started whooping. And that was kind of a, a, a way for you to gauge how far the next person was from you. So uh, Billy, I think, was on this side of me, and I heard him yell, and I yelled, and then I heard my dad yell. And so we get going along, and I'm not seeing anything. And sure enough, here here pretty quick, I, I get to the I, I get to this kind of this it, it's kind of Mesa country. So I kind of get there, and I can see the windmill right there, and the cattle foreman is there, and he's. He's got some cake. He's got a siren on his on his uh, truck, and what? And so all the cows are there. I mean, I knew that there was like 50 or 60 cows, and I mean, if they weren't all there, there was just one or two missing. I mean, all the cattle were already there. We didn't have to go work all of this stuff, but I was like, you know what? There may be a few that are that you know that we missed down there in the draw, or they hadn't come in, or something like that. So anyway, I drop off to to, to keep up with Dad because he's keeping up with the outside guy, and then his Dad, and then I'm keeping up with him. And so I drop off, and as I'm dropping off, and I'm kind of skirting around this 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 uh, windmill with all the cattle in it, they start heading back to where we've already been. And I was like, oh. Yeah, if you ever been caught between a rock and a hard place, you're supposed to be flanking your dad, but I know where all the cattle are. So I made an executive decision to turn around and go over here and keep those cattle from going where we had already gathered. And of course, the, the cattle foreman was right there in his truck. He was seeing what was happening. And I mean, the, it's really brushy in this pasture, and the only way I was able to see what was happening is because I was up higher. But whenever I got down there, the the only clear space was kind of that that couple of acres around the around the uh, windmill. And and I'll never forget, I didn't want to run them off because I mean it's brushy there. And so what I did is I put on my ninja mask. I, I carry it with me. And so anyway, I, I rode up there, and those cattle started coming out, and I was like, I was like. They started coming. I was like, yeah, ninja. And they were like, whoa, where'd that guy come from? So they turned around and they went back to the windmill. And so they were sitting there and they were sitting there. And then all of a sudden they start going the other way. So I would like, poof, smoke. I'd go into the brush. I'd come around the other side. And about the time they'd hit the brush, I'd be like, and they were like, whoa. And so I did this for like an hour and a half. I'm not kidding. I played ninja for an hour and a half. 
and and all of a sudden you me and me and my colt man we're working pretty hard you know trying not to push them too hard where they run off and but getting around this side and getting around this side and suddenly they started trying to go two different directions and it got pretty western there for a little while you know going through the brush and everything like that and so finally here comes Billy. I see Billy come up. So he had this side, and I had this side. And then I saw Lance come up, and then I saw Jesse come up and everything. So they're helping. And, and I'm sitting there, and I've only got a little ways to cover. And then my dad came up. And he made a beeline for me. And he went over there, and he parked his horse. My horse was facing one way. His horse was facing another. And he got right in my face, and he said, what have I told you? I have told you that you have to stay with your flanker. He said, I had to work that draw all by myself. And he used words that you probably shouldn't use whenever he's telling me all this. And it's in front of all the cowboys. And, and you know what? I, in a way, he was right. He was right. But I sat there, and of course, everybody's like, because I am getting chewed out. I'm talking like gnawed on. And I mean, my old heart's beating fast and, and everything, and dad's yelling, and rah, 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 rah. And I just sat there, you understand me? Yes, shut up! Answer me! You know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I just nodded my head. Hopefully that was good enough, you know. He turned his horse around, and he went over there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, you know, you, you get embarrassed. I know I was red. It happened in front of all these cowboys. You know, your daddy scolded you in front of all the cowboys. And I know I was red. And I was mad, too. You know, have you ever been punished for doing something right? You, you ever done the right thing and been punished for it? You know, there, there's another fella. His... His first name was Jesus. His last name was not Christ. That's kind of what he was, not his last name. But there was a fellow named Jesus that was the same thing happened to. He did not just what was right. He did it perfectly. For 33 years, he did not make one mistake. In 33 years, he was the Son of God, and yet they nailed him up on a cross. And what they did is... When they nailed him up there on that cross, he became a sacrifice. And God took everything that we had done wrong and put it on somebody that had never done one thing wrong. When, when we got done with the chewing out and everything, we had to take the cattle about three or four miles to a, to a set of pens. And so we start trailing these cattle up the deal, you know, up this pipeline right away, and then we're going to jump over on the fence and go through two or three gates. And I remember Jim Ed, he's a cattle foreman. He was right there watching my ninja skills the whole time. And he hollered, he says, hey, Paul, he said, why don't you come with me, and we'll take all the trailers over there. You know, he'll go, and they'll take a truck and trailer, and then Jim Ed would bring him back, and they'd take another. And it'd take five or six trips. Of course, it was, you know, three miles over there, three miles back. So it'd take a little while to shuttle all these trailers over there. And uh, Jim Ed talked to Dad. And so we worked all the cattle, and I know it was about lunch, maybe 1 o'clock, and I'm sitting on the, on the bed, this flatbed of the ranch truck, and my dad comes walking up. And he has this look on his face, and I was like, oh, man, here we go again. Dang, I ain't got nothing left. <laughs> he walks up, and he hops up on the deal next to me. He looks at me, and he puts his hand right here on my knee, and he goes, why didn't you tell me? that you're the one that saved us all from having to gather that pasture twice. 
He said, Jim, Ed said that he'd never seen better cowboy in 50 years on the Rocker B than what you did for an hour and a half by yourself keeping those cattle from running off. And he said, and you know what? He complimented me for it, and all I did was chew you out. He said, why didn't you tell me that you did that? And I looked at him, and I said, because you didn't ask. Have you ever been on the good receiving end? And you did something wrong? Because that's what happened with Dad. Dad got... I didn't get complimented by the wagon boss. Dad got complimented by the wagon boss for something that I had done. Well, there's somebody else that that happened to. Because I, what we're going to study today is in 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, there's a big fancy church word that, that is imputation, not amputation. That's when your leg gets cut off, okay? I ain't talking about nothing getting cut off. Imputation is, is when something is forced upon you. Well, see, on the cross, Jesus had never made one single mistake, yet God took everything that we had done and forced it onto His Son and punished His Son for everything that we did wrong. He, Jesus was imputed with our sin so that He suffered God's wrath for every sin that you have made to this point, every sin that you will make today, and every sin that you will make for the rest of your lives. Jesus was punished on the cross because God took it from us, He took something from us, and imputed it to His Son. But there's good news. Because seeing an exchange took place. God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made right with God through Christ Jesus. Because what happened is, He took God took everything that we had done wrong, put it on His Son, but He took everything that His Son had done perfectly right, and He imputed it to us. That's why the Bible says, their sin and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Why? Because we got what Jesus had done. He got what we had done, which wasn't fair at all, but He suffered it, and yet we get the other side of it. We are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I know that that's kind of a, a biblical saying, and, and it, and it kind of sounds, uh, sounds churchy, and, and I get that. But you have to understand that we are the, what that means is now there is nothing that we can do to lose our place in heaven with God's right standing. As long as we remain in Christ Jesus, we are right there and we are always in right standing with God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Jesus. He took, God took everything that we had done wrong punished His Son for it, took everything that His Son had done right, and rewarded us for it. Isn't that crazy? It's absolutely insane. But there are too many of us that are still trying to earn our right standing with God. We think that if we do this, God will do that. See, that's religion. Religion is any time you think that God is going to reward you for doing something good, or He's going to punish you 
for doing something bad. That is religion. Now, I know that a lot of you, um, that you may not be Christians yet. I, you know, you, you may be wondering, why am I here? I, I just came to make this person happy, or I heard about it, and I'm just checking it out. And you know what? If you haven't given your life to Christ, that's fine. That's fine. But, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that what your view of authentic Christianity is probably wrong because everything that we've been taught is if we do good, God's going to treat us good. And if we do bad, God's going to treat us bad. And that is not true whatsoever. See, authentic Christianity is, is more like what Jesus has done for us. And our job is to receive that, to relax in that. To take that free gift of grace to take something for nothing. Because you can't earn it. You can't. And here's the thing. If Jesus couldn't do it for you, how can you do it? Think about that. What makes you so special that you think that you don't need God's Son in order to get where you're going? You absolutely need Him, and we are already in right standing with God. It's called grace. We get something for nothing. You know, if you turn over to Proverbs chapter 10, this is amazing. This is amazing. We get something for nothing. So we get right standing with God, correct? Okay, but what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us when it says you are in right standing with God? That means that we are now righteous before God. When we, when God looks down and sees us, He doesn't see our lawless deeds. He sees His Son's perfection and He pours out blessing on us. And in Proverbs chapter 10, just one chapter in this great big book, there are 15 different things that I have categorized into four categories that God gives us, not based on what we have done, but what the fact that we have received Jesus' righteousness, that we are righteous in Christ Jesus. There's four things. The first thing is that we are super safe, or we are super protected. Not just protected like, you know, somebody says, oh, if you're in a tornado, run into this building. Guys, if a tornado wants to tear down a building... It ain't going to matter how, how safe it makes you feel. I'm not talking about that kind of safety. I'm talking about God is your refuge type safety. Something that we get, that something for nothing, here is one of them, one of the benefits of our righteousness before God. Look at Proverbs 10.2. Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. See, that's your promise. That's what you got for something that you didn't do. That was God's gift to you through His Son. Because He took what His Son did, what you did, punished His Son for it, and took what His Son did and rewarded us for it. And that's one of the rewards. That we are super safe because of we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Righteousness delivers us from death. Look at, look at verse 3. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry. He says, I'm going to feed you. You don't have to worry about this anymore. Why are you ah, all the time when he says right there, the, right, the Lord does not let the righteous go hungry. We are super safe. It's one of the things that we get. The something for nothing. We are super safe. Look at the third one. 10.6. Let's crown the head of righteous. 
Blessings crown the head of the righteous. We are crowned with blessing. Now, does that mean that God is going to throw us a bone every now and then? <laughs> well, let's see. Well, Kevin ain't got nothing in a while, but he's still hanging in there pretty tight. So let's see. Let's throw him a doggy biscuit. That is not it whatsoever. The Bible, God's promise to us for the righteous. Now, we are not righteous of ourselves. We are not self-righteous. We are made right with God through what His Son did. And it says right there, Blessings crown the head of the righteous, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. See, there's a positive and a negative there. If you are in right standing with God, you have blessings crown the head of the righteous. But if you are not in right standing with God, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. See, you're either, you're either righteous or wicked. You're not a little bit of both. You are either completely covered in the sacrifice of Jesus or you're not. You, you can't stick your toe into the blood and go, oh, that's good. I'm just going to stay over here where it's fun, but get the benefits. I'm going to stay in sin, but get the benefits of God. No, you can't do it. You're either all in or all out. You are super safe. Look at verse 29. The way of the Lord is a refuge for the blameless. Blameless means righteous. There is nothing that we can be blamed for because Jesus was punished for all of it. There's, there's no double standard. Jesus isn't going to pour out his wrath on his son and then look at you and go, oh, yeah, you believed in him, but, man, that was really bad, so I'm going to punish you too. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. We are super safe. The way of the Lord is a refuge for the blameless. Think of all of this stuff, all of these blessings that we have received. And there has we did nothing to receive them, and our only job is to receive them to be thankful for that gift and take that gift and cherish it. To believe in it. To trust in it. We are super safe. The, the next category, and, and we're still in Proverbs chapter 10. This is amazing. Proverbs chapter 10. Another something for nothing that we get is we are super wise. Now, some of y'all might be looking around and going, well, I don't know about that fella. Okay? But look at these promises about wisdom that God bestows. And I'm, I'm just going to read them kind of real fast. Super wise. Super wisdom. Verse 11, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Verse 20, the tongue of the righteous is choice silver. Verse 21, the lips of the righteous nourish many. Verse 31, from the mouth of the righteous comes the fruit of wisdom. This is all stuff that, I mean, it's kind of like Christmas time. You know how the little, little kids go over there and get the, get the present from underneath the tree and they try to read the name and they go over there and they put it at your feet. This is yours. This is yours too. My gosh, this is yours too. I mean, th this is what this is saying. One last one in super wisdom. 32. The lips of the righteous know what finds favor. My gosh. Do we deserve all of this? No. But far be it from us that Jesus was punished for it to say, you know what, we don't deserve it, and I would rather depend on myself than on you. And l let me work this off. L l let me earn a little bit of this. You can't. The minute you try to earn it or pay it back, you negate all of it. You, you take that present and you go, you know what, uh, nah, you can have this back. I'm sure it's great and everything, but I'd rather depend on myself. My gosh. We are super safe because of Christ's righteousness that has been imputed to us, forced upon us because of his sacrifice. We're super safe. We're super wise. 
were also super strong. Think about this. Now, uh, I know a lot of, I, I don't want anybody to raise their hand or anything, but I really doubt that if we look inside of us, that a bunch of us would go, whew, I am a rock. I am strong. I can deal with anything that comes along. Nothing bothers me, blah, blah. Yeah, I really doubt that. But we have the ability to be that because God has given it to us. We just have to take that gift because in, in verse 25, Proverbs 10:25, it says, um, when the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone. They're wiped out. And we've all had those storms of life, haven't we, that, that blow through. And, I mean, you're like, oh, oh, my gosh. But it says that when the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous stand firm forever. Man, right there, you can't be knocked down. You can't be blowed over. You will not be blown away. I'm not saying that you won't blow. I'm not saying that you won't have some debris hit you, but God is saying right there that you will be able to stand firm. And in verse 30, the righteous will never be uprooted. My gosh. And isn't it a shame that most of us, inside of us, have a religious air because we are still thinking that if we do this, God will do that. Or if we mess up here, God will punish us there. That's religion, folks. It's absolute religion. That's the law. That's what Jesus died on the cross to fulfill. He came and He fulfilled everything so that we would have right standing with God. These are all the things that are available to us. Super safe. Super wisdom. Super strength. And the last one, super blessed. Now, I want you to pay attention to some of these promises in the Bible. Promises that are reserved for the righteous, and the only way that we can be righteous is by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. There's nothing you can do to get it. There's nothing you can do to pay it back. And the only way you cannot receive these after you ask Jesus into your heart is by doing one of those two things, trying to earn it or trying to pay it back. Verse 6. Blessings crown the head of the righteous. And I know I've already used that one once, but man, it's a good one. Blessings crown the head of the righteous. Verse 7, the name of the righteous is used in blessing. My gosh, just your name, your legacy. Verse 24, what the wicked dread will overtake them, what the righteous desire will be granted. Wait a minute, did I, did I just read that right? Man, because it, it says Proverbs 10.24 says what the wicked dread will catch them, but what the righteous desire will be granted. But, but does that line up throughout Scripture? Yes, it does. Jesus said, whatever you ask for in my name with my righteousness will be granted unto you. He said, you know what, if you ask this mountain, those rocky mountains to be picked up and thrown in the sea, it will be done. Now, that doesn't make you Superman or Spider-Man or, or anything like that. Because when you ask for it in His name, you would be doing it like He would do it. And the only thing that He did was to reach the lost, bring back the strays, heal the sick, and bring the good news. What the righteous desire will be granted. Proverbs 10.28 The prospect of the righteous is joy. Man, what, what, what you need to look forward to, the righteous... If you have Jesus' righteousness, what you get to look forward to is pure joy. Isn't that amazing? Pure joy. God forced our sins on His Son and forced Jesus' right standing with Him on us. He got our punishment, and we got His reward. Isn't that um, It's just awesome. 
But maybe you still, I mean, in your mind, you're like, you know what? I, I just can't wrap my head around that God give me something that I don't deserve. Surely there must be something that I have to do in order to get this. Or surely God is not going to, to let me just do whatever I want to do without punishment. Well, that's true, but he never said that if you didn't go, if you go stick your hand in a light socket, he's not punishing you if you get the, the, uh, if you get shocked. You know what I mean? He doesn't relieve us from the consequences of our stupid decisions, but he doesn't punish us for it. Our punishment has already been exacted on the body of his Son. For God so loved the world that he gave his begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall perish but have everlasting life. Man. And what do you get to do? What do you have to do to, to get all of that? Just receive it. Just say thank you. Bring it in and depend on it. Remember, religion says, if I do this, God will do that. Or if I do, if I do this good, God will bless me. If I do this bad, God will punish me. That's religion. That is not grace. But maybe you don't see all those things in your life. I was in Kainosa where I came from whenever I moved up here and we were day working about six miles from the ranch. And we were gathering a 900 acre pasture, which is about a section and a half, which is about one and a half square miles total land mass, and the, the pasture was divided into two. And the pens where we started, the, the, the pasture went this way. So seven of us cowboys. Now, when, when you line seven people up across, you're not that far from each other. But this place had brush this high from the floor, and I mean, it was thick. And so us seven cowboys lined up, and we basically, because of the fence, we pushed everything to the far side, and there was a gate pushed everything through that gate, lined back up, and pushed everything back down to the pins, which were right where we started. We were just on the other side of the fence. Going through this brush, and I mean, it, it is just thicker than you can ever imagine. And you can hear the other cowboys, because they're not probably from here to that wall, for, you know, apart. But you can't see each other. And you hear all this cracking, and you know, sometimes you have to just back your horse out because you can't get through right there. I mean, this is some thick stuff. And I will never, never forget what happened when seven cowboys came out of the brush right at the pens. I will never forget in all my life what we had gathered. And every one of our jaws hit our chest and we looked around in wonder. And if you come back next week, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what that was. Let's go to God in prayer. God, I thank you so much for your word today. God, help us just to, to, to throw off that religiousness of, of thinking that, that if we do something good that, that you're going to throw us a bone or if we do something bad you're going to spank on us and, and punish us, not just discipline, but punish us. Pour your wrath out. That's not going to happen for those of us that have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. God, I just, I'm trying to open my mouth and let you speak through me to these people that have been working and, and, and just trying to do all of this stuff and nothing's coming of it. God, just, just let them receive your gift of grace to say, you know what, I, I accept that. And with a humble heart that we worship you, not because you have commanded us to, but because that's the natural thing that we do based on what you did for us. The fact that we got everything for nothing that you showered us with your love that we didn't deserve. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. And if we may ask for anything in your name, God, in Jesus' name right now, I ask that people come to you 
And just like Mary did, sit at your feet and receive all of the blessing, the super safety, the super wisdom, the super strength, and the super blessings that are reserved for the righteous that have accepted you. Don't let us be like Martha, just working and slaving, trying to make you happy. Let us just sit at your feet and receive your gift. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.